At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Deep right center field. It is gone into the second deck and then out. Bryce Harper, a solo home run, is seventh of the year. And the Phillies take a 1-0 lead. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. We are live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, the Bet 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment, and at 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Oh, by the way, always on the Odyssey app and the Odyssey Sports YouTube page weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat. Let's uh, bring in one of our uh, regular buddies. Seems to drop by on a weekly basis, kind enough with his time. His name is Sean Zarillo over at the Action Network, at Sean Zarillo on Twitter, and he covers Major League Baseball, UFC, and also horse racing for the Action Network. Uh, typically, we start with baseball, but uh, let's switch things up here with Sean. Sean, got to get your thoughts on uh, what we've seen <laughs> out of Bob Baffert and all his fibs this weekend, what do you think about Medina Spirit running this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting time for horse racing to be giving out negative publicity considering where the betting industry is going. And it's a sport that is already getting left behind in, in the current status of our culture. And it seems like it's going to get pushed further, you know, into into the depths of people's attention because, you know, if you have these marquee races and it seems like three or four times a year, the Preakness, the Derby, the Belmont and the, the Breeders' Cup, people are actually interested in betting on horses and paying attention. And you're going to taint the, the biggest race of the year with a, a positive test for, you know, banned substance, regardless of what that substance does. It's a, it's a class C substance. So it's not one of like the main steroids that could potentially have like a major impact on a horse, but it's still a banned substance and it was still in the horse. And I don't know if I've ever seen a person continue to extend their legacy and then completely destroy it within one week. I think Baffert has lost all credibility. This is his fourth positive instance within the past year. Uh, he had two with Gabine, who's one of his top horses, and then he also had Charleston in the Arkansas Derby. Both of those were overturned, but the fact remains that all those horses tested positive, and, and these marquee races, nobody else is doing it. So uh, in terms of the freakness itself, uh, you know, if I was just handicapping this race like any other race, I think his other horse, the the number 10 concert tour, who's five to two on the morning line, is the better of his two horses. 
um, was working really well, was working better than Medina Spirit down at Churchill Downs before the Derby. Concert Tour was qualified for the Derby, but they ended up pointing him towards the Preakness instead because they thought it was a better race for him. So, you know, if, if those two horses had been in the Derby together, I would have expected Concert Tour to have had shorter odds than, than Medina Spirit. So I think that is the most likely winner of this Preakness. And I think Medina Spirit, either people are going to be excited to be get, bet against him because of the steroid allegations, or they're just going to see it as an opportunity <laughs> to bet on a horse that is potentially shooting. Curious to see if it uh, brings people to their televisions to watch this race or it completely turns them off that Medina Spirit is going to be uh, running here. I, I agree with everything you had to say, man. Like there are a lot of people, I'd say most sports bettors, that uh, just come in for these few races every single year. And if you got screwed on this race, uh, you missed out on a chance at a big five-figure payday. We all know people that are in that spot. Um, I, I'd be turned off and I might never bet on the sport again. If I'm that fringe fan, uh, you, you mentioned concert tour makes a lot of sense. Which horses are you using in your exotics with concert tour? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm out. I would have hit the exact three times the trifecta three times the pick six <laughs> and a, and a hundred dollar win bet. So I'm looking at a, like you said, a five figure loss. I would have cleared $10,000 on that race. Wow. Um, there's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be, there's actually some precedent with harness racing for a guy who successfully sued a trainer uh, and got back lost wages from a, a horse that tested positive. So this is far from over. Uh, mm. And I'm really interested to see where it goes, but yeah, as for the Preakness itself, uh, so normally the, I think 15 of the past 20 Preakness winners ran in the Derby as well, but we have seven new shooters out of the 10 horses in this field. So a lot of talent uh, that we haven't, you know, seen run against this, this crop of three-year-olds, but in terms of derby horses, uh, you know, you have Medina Spirit, you have Midnight Bourbon, who was pretty high on coming to the derby. And the number two in this field, keep me in mind, is 15 to 1. He was last early in the derby, like way back at the start, broke, broke late, was 20th in the field in the early going. And he was one of the few horses just passing everybody in the stretch and running well at the end. I think he ended up finishing seventh. So keep me in mind, definitely a horse that I want to use in the bottom of my exotics. When I saw him passing horses late, I was like, yeah, I'm going to play that horse back, whether he runs the Belmont or Preakness. Don't know if he could fit into the top two, but underneath, Trifecta, Superfecta, absolutely using the number two, keep me in mind. Um, I mentioned Concertor, my favorite of the new shooters, but I also like the number four, Crad and Trade, for Chad Brown. Brown is two in this field. He also has Risk Taking, who's the number nine, who was supposed to run to the Peter Pan last week. Um... There should be a decent amount of pace in this race, even in a 10-horse field. I, I would expect Medina Spirit and Concertor to go to the front. Midnight Bourbon should be tracking behind them. And I think you could get a bunch of horses pressing. So I'm looking at the closers. I like I like the number six, Ron Bauer, quite a bit. Um, he had an auto bid on Derby Day. He ended up pointing to the pre-distance fence off the distance, fit him better. He should be running late. The number four crowd of trade should be in a good stalking position. He's got good tactical speed. Like I mentioned, Chad Brown won this race in 2017 with cloud computing. So I, I think he's got a shot if he's going to enter two horses in this field. He feels pretty confident about their chances. And I said the number two keep in mind. Also, unbridled honor, the number eight, he should be running at the end as well. I don't know if he's good enough to win, but I do like him to get into exotics. That's another Todd Pletcher horse. We saw Pletcher ran four in the Derby. He's got a very deep bench this year. He's also got another horse that he's pointing for the Belmont. So he's sending one here to the Preakness. Again, another horse I don't think that can necessarily win, but I do like his chances to get into the exotic. So I'm I'm probably going to end up being against Medina Spirit here. I think that's where the, 
the potential profit is going to be. Uh, you mentioned the ratings. I think the ratings could be potentially bananas. Like I, I don't know if racing actually wants to suspend this horse because I think it's great for their ratings to have this like villain steroid horse that people want to root against. <laughs> uh, either, you know, you're going to be completely turned off. Like you mentioned, I mean, I've, I've had people texting me this week, like, uh, you know, I see that you still have to cover the races, even though you had that, that giant like lost potential profit last week. It's like, you're covering a mob boss's trial and he got off skating for a murder and you still have to cover him glowingly in the newspapers. So it's, it's kind of bizarre that I'm like, still have to handicap this race and, and other people are uh, not interested in ever betting horse racing again. But, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, uh, we take them as they come and, and this is just, I'm going to treat it like any other race. And I, I see a fast pace. So I'm going to look to take some closers to uh, potentially close into it hot and, and take down some prices. It's kind of how I feel when I bet uh, boxing now. It's always just so phony. Uh, we do got UFC sure. 252 coming up this weekend from the Toyota Center. Uh, let's start with the prelims. Anything that you like? Those are aired on uh, ESPN, so everybody could actually watch. Anything that you like on the early card? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be getting more into this card today. So pretty fantastic title fight. We'll get to it a bit. But uh, the prelims, there's there's one fight in particular that – I don't want people, and this is like what I try to pride myself on, is telling, telling people what not to bet. There's, there's usually a few fights on every card that I end up on. But people really like compliment me on, on pointing them away from fights that look like might be bettable and ultimately end up being head scratchers or split decisions. So the one on the prelims that I'm absolutely staying away from is Andrea Lee against Antonina Shevchenko. Lee's a girl I've bet on in the past. Can be a little disappointing. I think she's on a three-fight losing streak. Shevchenko is the sister of Valentina Shevchenko, who's one of the best pound-for-pound fighters in the world. Now, Antonina is a significant talent gap relative to her sister. She's not nearly in the same class, but at the same time, she trains directly with her sister and has one of the best training partners in the world. Uh, Only 11 pro fights for Antonina. She usually ends up coming in as a favorite based on the name, and people like to bait against her, but I got to say... She looks fantastic in her last fight. I don't know if she's making significant improvements or what it is, but you're going to see a lot of people telling you to bet Andrea KGB Lee this weekend. Don't do it. Shevchenko's pretty good. I think she's getting better. Uh, so just avoid that fight entirely because you're likely headed to a close split decision. Yeah, I want to get to the uh, main card, but also a uh, shout-out on the Gregor Gillespie play as well. That was a fantastic fight, man. He's ridiculous. Guy's an animal, isn't he? That that. that ability to just recover from the absolute death of cardio and come back is really inspiring. Uh, what are your thoughts on the main card? Obviously the main event uh, on Michael Chandler, maybe as a short dog. What do you like on the main card? If anything, 
Yeah, so let's do the come in and main. Um, I think Tony Ferguson is going to get a lot of love this weekend as an underdog, and that's another fight where I'm going to move people off of betting it entirely or recommend betting Vidal Dariush is the favorite. Uh, Ferguson's last fight against Charles Oliveira, who's competing in the main event, completely worked over. I don't know if Tony's washed, but at the same time, he didn't seem the so he is jujitsu training is ten planet jujitsu, and it's not a complete jujitsu system. But a guy like Charles Oliveira, who's one of the best jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world, completely took advantage of him. Because there's, there's a difference between having jiu-jitsu finishes and having jiu-jitsu base. And Ferguson doesn't really appear to have much of a jiu-jitsu base. He's able to finish guys with his jiu-jitsu. So I think the difference in levels between the, the BJJ that a guy like Darius has and a guy like Ferguson has. Darius always vulnerable on the feet. You know, he, he seems to get hurt in every fight, but he's tough as hell. Uh, some of the best, if, if Dario ends up winning the fight, if he loses the fight, whatever, stick around for his post-fight interview because he's one of the most lucid, interesting to hear, uh, in the moment, completely present fighters that you'll ever see. Like, seems to have a almost a photographic memory of his fights and every single thing that took place and every technique that he tried. So just an incredibly smart person to hear talk about his fights, but... In the same respect, like I, I think he has a fight, high fight IQ, and I don't know if Ferguson has the tools beyond his, his finishing ability on the feet to get past him. So I, I do like Darius as a favorite. The main event, Chandler's come down from about plus 145, plus 140. He's getting into that 110 to 120 range now. Limited UFC experience, only one UFC fight, knocked out Dan Hooker quick. I do think he's the right side. I wasn't planning on saying that probably about a week ago, but I do think that this fight is a little bit closer than it looks. Uh, Oliver, ton of UFC experience, finished 27 of his 30 fights. Probably should have finished Tony Ferguson in his last fight. Uh, that, that was another concerning sign with Ferguson. It looks like he broke his arm. It looks like Oliver just straight up snapped his arm with an arm bar, and Ferguson kept fighting in the round ended. So, I mean, the guy is tough as hell. Like, it's, it's impossible to finish him. But at the same time, it looks like Oliveira broke his arm. So, one of the best submission artists in the world. Uh, striking has gotten so much better over his past few fights. Uh, I mean, Charles Oliveira is a complete mixed martial artist. But what you have to factor in here and what I can't get out of my mind is the crowd. This is going to be a packed house in Houston. Chandler is an American fighting against the foreigner for the UFC title. And we've seen Charles Wilson in the past under pressure before. So I really do think that the crowd is going to be a factor. And at the current odds, I would really be looking at Chandler seriously. But, man, this is like – it's a 50-50 fight. There's a high probability that one of them finishes. So I'm, I'm going to need to dive into this fight further. But, but for now, I, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't dislike a taste on Chandler at all. With the Action Network, Sean Zerillo here on BetQL Daily. What about today's MLB card? What uh, what have you bet? Yeah, I've got the Pirates coming up here in a minute. Um, I think the price has dipped a little bit lower than I would have liked it, but not not a huge card for me today. I got I, I had four or five bets last night that all had like a ninety percent win probability that ended up swinging against me, including that money line. So yeah, it's, that's uh, the nature of the sport. Um, but yeah, I'm on. I'm on a few first five lines today. Uh, Colorado game one, I, I like that a bunch. San Diego's got an absolute ton of guys out. Um, Philly minus one forty five first five. Milwaukee minus one sixty five with Woodruff. I like the Twins first five as well. I think the Twins are the right side today based upon the way that that line is moving. Uh, Houston minus one fifteen. I'm on the Braves minus one twelve. As for some totals, 
Uh, Philly, Minnesota, and Atlanta all over. Oakland and New York under. Um, yeah, I uh, you know not a not a particularly loaded card for me today, but I still have twelve plays. I ended up on like ten. 10 to 20 plays per day during volume and uh you know you try to ground out a property today or not lose too much money i'm up up 11 units on the year it's, it's been up and down a little bit the past few weeks but uh we're gonna keep grinding along not a loaded card here are my 12 bets in major league baseball sean exactly. Zarillo, follow him on twitter at sean Zarillo. thank you sean talk soon guys anytime always happy to do it take care a ton Ton of information for you guys there. We got the Preakness, UFC, Major League Baseball, all in one great conversation. We're going to get to our lightning bets next. Uh, Vichoxi from BetQL will drop by and uh, tell us about the five-star play and what he likes as well. And Horvat's probably going to have 12 lightning bets. That's next on the BetQL Audio Network.